Soul Gym. I'm Crystal. I'm Jody. And we are so glad you're a part of today's show because Ooh. it is going to rock your world. Because this is a place where we train our mind in order to transform our life. So here's the question today. Are you a control freak? <laughs> you freaks out there. Huh? Are you a control freak? Well, we're that's what we're going to talk about. Uh-oh. Is this, um, do we really ever control anyone? No. Huh? We can't even control ourselves. Why are we trying to control other people? So let's get into this today. So what what is what is control all about? Joey, no. this has been, I mean, what, it started with that gal we were watching. Oh, what's her name? Carla, Carla Shellis. Shellis, And yes. she's talking about control and why we control and what is control. Mm -hmm. To me, it, it comes down to faulty thinking again. Yes. It's always going to come down to faulty thinking. There's a limiting belief something happened when we were a child. Yes. And now I think it's really it comes from being afraid, fear, and worry. Well, she was asked the question, what is the number one thing that you feel is holding back women and the fullness that God has in their life? And she said, this is it. We have been given gifts from God. We are nurturers. Um, we solve problems. We give life. We give life. It's just energy and who yes. we are. We take care of everyone's needs. And of course, Satan got in there and twisted it. Right. And now it has become about control. Mm -hmm. If we find that people are not listening, if they are not taking our orders and our advice and what we think is best for their lives, we get in there <laughs> and we make it happen. Huh? Is anyone guilty? <laughs> I mean, this teaching, I got to tell you, could not come at a more opportune time. You know, I have some grown children and, you know, sometimes they do what I think they should do and sometimes they don't. And I, in my own way, have a way of trying to get in there and through scripture, <laughs> through what I feel the voice of God is telling me, try to kind of steer them in a direction that, that I think will help them and avoid problems and avoid heartaches. And again, do we feel it comes from a good heart and we're trying to help protect people and save people and want what's best for them? Of, of yeah. course. But the problem comes in is when we go in and instead of allowing God to do his wonderful work and we're praying and we're letting people, you know, do what they want to do, we get in there and go, oh, no. I'm going to make this happen. Right, right, exactly. And so I don't know what it is about wanting to fix people. You know, wanting to, re I, I do get it. I get it. Wanting to rescue people. And at, at some point, you know, when kids are small, and of, of course there's that whole rearing and training time, and but there comes a point of accountability yeah. because each of us are going to stand before God alone. You know, it, it's, it's not going to be me and my husband. It's not going to be Jody and I. Each of us, God gave us this, this free will, this, I mean, one day it's, it's going to be God and I and what, and what have I done. 
and it, it's not it's going to be about me loving people that's for sure but my job isn't to fix everybody out there or to rescue everybody out there and we we talk about being at the school all the time and I, I i watched it happen before my very eyes where parents were fine with their kids falling on the playground and scraping their knee and, and get up you know those little things of just learning you know what yes it hurts but it's not deadly i mean there and then all of a sudden it was protect i must protect my child from anything mm -hmm. that would hurt them i'm going to control the situation i'm going to try to control the teacher i'm going to try to control the principal and and what does that do mm -hmm. oh it never it, it doesn't work mm -hmm. i mean you might intimidate or you might think you're protecting your child but all we watched happen was you know their hands tied behind mm -hmm. their back and they couldn't figure out life well we think as a loving parent and as a loving spouse or a loving teacher if we love people, we will rescue them from the consequences of their choices. Mm. <laughs> and that, that's exactly what I have thought. You know, I've watched my, my teenage kids, you know, my adult kids make some decisions. And, you know, as a parent, you, I think, just instinctively go, no, I've been down that road. Yes. Don't do it. Uh or I've engaged in that and, and you see the end and you know and it seems right it seems right that you should stop it and protect them mm -hmm. but but here's the thing is you can give your advice you know that I don't think there's anything wrong with sitting a child down and going you know what this is what I feel this is what I, I, I really feel is going to happen um, this is where I think your decision might take you off course um, I don't think it looks good in the future for you. Okay, they've heard you. Now, if they still continue to go down that road, and again, if they're an adult, I'm not saying a kid, I'm not saying a five-year-old or a 10-year-old. If they're an adult and they hear you and they know your opinion and they keep going down that road, you can't go after them. Do you notice the, the prodigal son when his son said, give me my portion, give me my inheritance to go and blow it. The dad never chased after him. Oh, yeah. You know right. why? Because for some reason that dad knew in his son's heart, he was determined to do this. He wanted his money to go right. blow it and party and, and live like the world. And somehow that dad said, I got to let him go. I have to let him experience what he wants to experience. Another thing I, I've been hearing and realizing is you just can't, when someone has something in their heart, and this is what you got to look for. If your kid, your, your coworker, your best friend, your spouse has something in their heart that you know they want to do, you can't stop them. And this is what we do. We we coerce, we threaten. I was really good at that. I'm no longer married. <laughs> and there, there's some reasons why. And you know what? I said to Crystal, I think had I heard this, done this, I'd still be married. Wow. Because I would threaten, you know, because I knew, you know, if you keep doing this, this is what's going to happen. And this is what Carla said. She would hold on to her husband, you know, like on a rope going over a cliff and he was dangling there 
and she'd just be, nope, because nope. if she let go, yes. everything was going to fall apart. That's, it was all up to her. It was all up to her, and that's exactly what I felt, that I would hold on to my former husband. You know, don't say that. Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't act like that. And if I let go of him and I didn't try to shield him for the consequences of what he was doing, our whole life would fall apart. And guess what? It did. Yeah. You know, so when you do that, what you're doing is you are actually creating an environment of chaos mm. and fear and, and negativity and people wanting even more to make bad choices. <laughs> I know. Why does it drive? It does the very opposite yes. thing mm -hmm. of, of what we want it to do. Yes. I mean, listen, when we talk about the gym all the time, you you can't make people lose no. weight. You can't make people go and work out. You can't, I mean, you, you can threaten and you can see that their life is, is headed for a heart attack. Yes. But until people decide for themselves, I'm telling you, the only person we are required to control is us mm -hmm. and we have a hard time doing that i i was thinking of our uh, body blitz you know where we had a bunch of people getting up at six o'clock oh, that the morning. was so cool and and i thought what was the magic in that what was the beauty in that everyone's heart was in it yeah you know there might have been a few stragglers who were like That's i hate true. every second of it but we had a group of people yeah that were in it i mean with 100 percent we're having fun wanted to just absorb every minute, every second of it. They wanted to be a part of it. They wanted the results. They didn't care what we threw at them. They, they were going to take it. They were going to do it. And by the end, it was this combined oh. celebration of victory yeah. because everyone's hearts were on board. It was so So cool. again, you can try to coerce. You can threaten. Oh, I was good at that. I threatened my kids. I I threatened my ex-husband. I threatened, threatened, if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen, thinking I will just scare them into right <laughs> behavior. And that does work for a while. You know, some people will go along with you for a while and just kind of submit. But the second they get out of your control, they're going to do whatever they want to right. do. I remember a couple going to counseling and it was a young couple and they had just gotten married and she was complaining that he never sent her flowers. <laughs> she was like, I just want him to send me flowers. I just want him to be more romantic and, and show me how much he loves me more. And whoever was counseling stopped her and said, no, you don't. And she was, well, yes, I do. I, I want that stuff. He said, what you want is you want him to want to send you flowers. You want him to do romantic things for you coming from a heart. And again, once we realize we cannot fix people's hearts, we can, we cannot manipulate, we cannot force, we cannot condemn someone into right behavior. The key is to, to let people do what they want to do. And through prayer and love, people will be more inclined to listen to you and want what you want. Right. We were talking, you just gave the uh, the picture story of um, Carla Shellis when she's holding on to her husband and she talks about you know, the, the amount of stress that being a, a controlling person uh, 
you know, what, what it does to you physically, what it does to you emotionally, what it's doing. I mean, the, the, can you imagine? I mean, when she talks about, I mean, think about you're leaning back and you've got this, you know, 200 pound person on the other end and you're just fighting to hold what, what you think is hold this, this person from hitting rock bottom. Yeah. And I'm here, sometimes that's where they got to go. Yes. Some people have to hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just do. And she said, and, and that's where her husband ended up finding God, mm -hmm. was when she finally let go, go of, of control. And, and again, it's such an illusion. It's not even real. I know. We think it's real. Like you said, I mean, people will submit for a while, yeah. or they'll do it because you're the one paying the bills, mm -hmm. or you're the, the boss, um, but in their heart, you know, they are defying them every minute of yes. it. And one day that's going to play itself out. You know what it's called in the Bible? Or not in the Bible, but what we, another word for this is called a nag. <laughs> I mean, are you a nag? nag and the Bible nag. talks about a, a nagging spouse. It says in Proverbs twenty-seven sixteen. it says a nagging spouse is like the drip 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 of a leaky faucet you can't turn it off and you can't get away from it so how, how do you think people are feeling when all you do is nag are, are you just oh you can't wait to do what they they are recommending you to do here's the problem with parents and kids and you've got five kids so you yeah. are you know what you're, right yes, now. Exactly. so the thing with with parents and kids is we were saying with spouses, you're both adults. You know, you, there's nagging and there's control, but when you're an adult talking to a younger person who doesn't know as much as you, um, hasn't been in the world as much as you, doesn't know what's out there, you the fear of something bad is gonna happen to you. And oh, this is gonna sound cruel. This is gonna sound um, unemotional, detached, but you got to let them suffer the consequences of making bad choices. As you're watching them make bad financial decisions, bad dating decisions, mm. bad uh, friend decisions, and you go, but they're going to, they're going to, yep. I mean, a lot of people have made bad decisions. Have you made bad decisions? I've made bad decisions. And the sad thing is that's usually when we run to God. It doesn't have to be. We can avoid these situations. But a lot of times, you know what's really weird is when you're a control freak and you're hovering and you're, do, you're hanging on, you are the person that is saving them from these consequences. So they begin to rely on that. That's right. You know, but through me and my ex-husband, it was always my control was we need to talk. You know, we need to have the talk. Oh, yeah. And then four hours later... <laughs> And again, four hours later. Saw how that works. <laughs> that works. Save your breath. Save your breath. They don't work. It's you're up till two o'clock. And, and, and what's that other person? Yeah. Uh huh. You're right. Affirming. You're I'm a dog. Yep. You're right. I'm a louse. I'm, and you're going. See, it worked. <laughs> oh, tomorrow they're going to be a new person. It might work for two days, 
and they're back doing, you know, and what my ex was doing wasn't really even that bad. That's what Carla was saying. You know, he was annoying. He did, you know, <laughs> stupid things. But when you were that way, everything everyone yeah. does is just, shut up. Stop breathing, you know, <laughs> don't look at me that way, you know, and if you think that that's going to work, and again, going back to kids, you're thinking, what if something bad happens? It it could. Well, what if they die? They could. And that is the hardest thing as a parent. But here, here's where prayer comes in. If I'm praying for my child, you know, do we really believe in prayer? Or do, do I have faith in my control, my scare tactics, my manipulation? See, we have more, more faith in I'm going to scare the crap out of them into change than when I go to God and go, God, I am giving this child to you. I cast the care of all of this onto you. You said that if I train up a child in the way you should go, he will not depart from it. Great is the peace of my children. And you get out scripture and he promised you he wouldn't let your kids go. He will bring the right people into their lives. He will walk into their rooms and talk to them through the Holy Spirit. They will all of a sudden get a desire to open up the word of God and start reading, start praying. He will not let you down if you honestly give them over to him. And love them. I was just reading a, a Devo this morning with by Kenneth Copeland, and he said, we are so trained to believe we're irresponsible if we're not worrying. Yeah. Especially as uh, a parent. Uh, you know, uh, you're, you're irresponsible if you're not worrying about your business, if you're not worrying about your children, if you're not worrying about... Instead of, you know, training... When we train people right young, yeah, you know... I mean, but we we so believe that if we don't worry, there's something wrong, uh -huh. as opposed to truly having faith that God, uh -huh. and guess what? I mean, bad things do happen, and why is it we tend to learn out of the bad things? You know, we, we, we do. We tend to learn the lessons and mind the lessons uh -huh. out of crappy stuff that happens in life. If people are going down a road, that they know is wrong and, and they are being disobedient and they are not listening to wisdom and right instruction, then guess what? I know. You have to let them go. I know. And you are prolonging the pain that they need to suffer mm -hmm. in order for the light bulb moment to come on. See, when the prodigal son left, he found himself in a pig's trough eating pig food when he came from the palace. Had he not experienced that, had he not, yeah. and the Bible says he came to himself. Yeah. His life finally got to a point of such uncomfortable misery. He went, you know what? I'm just going to go see if my dad will take me back. You know, it's better to be a servant than to be eating in the pig trough right now. So as hard and as heartless as it sounds, we have to let people hurt, suffer, and let them go. And believe that, you know, God will save them before something tragic happens. God will save your family before, you know, something 
unrepairable happens, God will take care of any stupid decision mm -hmm. that you or your kids make. We, we have to come to that conclusion. But disobedience is a matter of the heart. Yeah. It, it can't be legislated. No, it can't. I mean, there are consequences. You can't protect your, your kids from their disobedience. Yeah. It's a matter of the heart. And there will be consequences. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's sad, but that is, that is the truth. God gave us all a free will. And again, as we get older and become more and more accountable to the point where we are completely and solely accountable for our lives, mm -hmm. I mean, th there are consequences. It's the only way. It, it really is. We were talking about, who was it? You were just saying about the tree in the garden. That why oh, yeah. why did God put that the tree there? Well I That's said because of choosing. Yeah, I said to Crystal, there's no amount of money that can make someone loyal to you. There's no amount of threat, coercion, manipulation that can make someone stay with you. If they want to be unfaithful, if they want to go, they're gonna go. They're gonna do stupid things. So it's a matter of people's hearts. And I know so many people like myself have thought of, God, why'd you even put the tree, you know, in the garden? That's such Eden? a great question. <laughs> you know, what? why'd you even put it there? Had it not been there, we'd all be hanging out in the garden of Eden right now. And I remember hearing, had, he has to have a way for you to decide and make a choice on your own to love him and to serve him. Had he not, he could have made us robots. Absolutely. He, he's God. He could have forced us to serve him, to, to want him, to love him. But that's not really love. Love is a matter of the heart and a matter of our own choice. And that's what he did. This whole life is whether we choose him or not. Every decision we make is based on our choice of do I love him? Don't I love him? By spending time with him, by getting in the word, by praying, by obeying. So he doesn't make us. He says, I stand at the door and knock. He who opens, he doesn't come in and barrel and knock it down. I'm going to knock that door down. He actually lets us open the door of our hearts to let him come on in. And that's the beautiful thing about him. He could have made us. He could have forced us. But he let us choose. And again, could he saw what was going to happen. I he know. could have stopped and went, time out, time out. No, don't do that. No, he still let Adam and Eve choose wrong and suffer the consequences. Did he want that? No. But we've got to do the same thing. We've got to let people choose what they want to choose. Good or bad. Because mm -hmm. they're going to eventually. They're going anyway. to. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are. Remember, the only person we can control is this girl right mm -hmm. here. That's the only person I can control. But, but you were saying, so how how do we train this mindset? We talk about, we've talked about worry a lot. We talk about fear. You know, that that is the tool of the devil. I mean, if you're watching the news and watching what's going on in the world, oh my word, this is, that, that controlling spirited people is probably just getting worse yeah. and worse and worse. 
you know, con controlling, trying to control your kids and trying to control for everything you're watching. But we, we talked about you've got to get a hold of this mindset uh, that there are only a couple of things that, that really matter and that can really change things. And you were saying it, it is only love that, that changes things. Mm -hmm. And we're going back to this shellless gal and, and she, she loves to give these object lessons and she had this cup and it's full of, of water. And what's the scripture of Joel that, that mm -hmm. God, God, God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And, and she was saying that it's really only God that can fill <laughs> us up. See, we control out of fear and out of worry because we're afraid, you know, our needs aren't going to be met. Mm -hmm. We're afraid we're going to be embarrassed. We're afraid our kids are going to make us look bad. We're afraid our business is going to fall apart. And, and we want other people to fill this this void yep. in us, to make us feel safe, to what whatever it is. And there's no person on the planet, not not a, not a child, not a spouse, not a, a a room full of friends that can actually fill up our heart mm -hmm. other than Jesus Christ, other than the love of God. That's it. And we diminish it as though it's some fluffy. Oh yeah, just it, it's the only thing. Mm -hmm. Only God, I mean, can pour. It's only God that pours. I mean, other people can sprinkle into our life and, you know, can give us a, a boost here and a boost there. And, and, and yet it's great if you have wonderful friends and a wonderful family, but they are not the source mm -hmm. of, of who you are. They didn't create you. Mm -hmm. God created you. In his image, he purposed you, he he developed you, he, he created everything that you are. So it's only through God, through that source, that, that our needs can truly mm -hmm. be met. Then you were talking about prayer. I mean, uh, the power of, of prayer. And again, I think we diminish uh, prayer in our lives. Well, the reason we control is we need, I need you to be okay so I feel okay. Yeah. I need to you to give me and be who I want you to be to make me feel whole. And like you were just saying, the, the scripture says in Psalms 91, filling up with God, that is the key. Again, we said last week, you know, the hula hoop example. We are only responsible for us, our personal space, our lives. And it says in Psalms 91, I thought this was a great picture. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed. You're not stable and fixed when you're out trying to control the world. Stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. I will say to the Lord, you're my refuge, you're my fortress, you're my God. On you I lean and rely. And in you, I confidently trust. Yeah. And it's painting a picture of the time spent in his presence. It, it's, this, it's this protection. When you're full of God and full of his presence and full of Jesus and full of love, you know, your job is to pour that out, that life. You become so full because like she said, there's a cup on the inside of you. Well, it's our spirit man that only God can fill. People can't do it. Husband can't do it. Kids can't do it. And when you just fill up, and that means reading the Bible, spending time listening to great teaching, going to church, being around godly people, 
cutting out the, the ungodly influences out of your life, you start to just fill, fill, fill with joy and love. I'm just not attracted to depressed people. No. I am not attracted no. to really scared, irritable, nervous people. Mm -hmm. I'm not attracted to that. But when I get around a good person, you know, someone I can tell cares, someone who has a relationship with God, someone who will take the time to ask me about me or, or listen, you want to be around that. That's who God is. But they're just, there's an ease. Yes. With people like that. Yes. You know, they're not trying to control no. you. No. You don't feel it. They're not trying to manipulate the situation. There's just mm -hmm. a, 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 those people are fun mm -hmm. to be around. And it's not their personality. It's the choice that they've made that they're going to spend time with the one who is easy to get along with. And that's God. He's the one who cares more than anyone. He has the answer for every situation. So when you're full of that and it starts overflowing, guess what? People are more inclined to listen to what you have to say. People are more inclined to take your advice. People are more inclined to go, boy, I want to be around that. I want to follow that. I want to be a part of that. So you're not looking anymore. Right. Going, friends, oh, they left me out of the lunch this afternoon. Oh, you know, when you see them on Facebook. <laughs> talk to me in weeks I can't you know it's that stuff my husband hasn't told me he loved me in, in six weeks and you know nay 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 always looking going I need you to fix you so I can feel okay mm -hmm. no when you got it from God doesn't matter you're good you're in that secret place no victims here no victims See, that, that's just there, that, it there it is again yes we you are either in, in Pursuing victory or victimhood. Yes. And just this culture of just everybody's a victim. Yes. <laughs> Every day we could be tempted oh, to be a victim. Oh, man. I, I, Every day. And I can fall into that trap. You bet. Uh -huh. But man, catch yourself and get out. Yep. Yikes. Mm -hmm. it, it's so true. Well, here's the, the answer. What? Right what's here. The, oh, what's the answer? Here's what Carla says. Okay. Here's your homework. Okay, write down 20, 20 things you're grateful for. Okay, if there's more, keep writing. Gratitude. Oh, Ooh, yeah. We'll say it yeah. all the time. Gratitude. Smile. Smile at everyone around you. I was doing this to my kids. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I walk by them. <laughs> they're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm smiling. Smile at everybody all day long. And then release everyone. That's probably the hardest one. Release everyone who's hurt you. Release everyone who won't do what you want them to do. Who haven't done what you wanted them to do. Who dropped the ball in your life. Someone who's just majorly wounded you. Let them go. Again, control is up here. That's right. We can't physically control people. But we think, you know, if we hold on to the wrong they did us or the stupid thing they said to us or the wrong direction they're going. You know, we got them right here and we're punching them in, <laughs> in our heads. Let them go. Let them go. You will be so happy if you're grateful, if you smile, and if you release people. Right. Woo! So say no to being a control freak. Yes.
let people go. Let, let free them. Free people and, and that control freakism will <laughs> <Let> be gone. <laughs> you guys, thanks so much for being a part of the Soul Gym. Woo. We're so glad you joined us this week. Hey, tell your friends. Keep on sharing, sharing, sharing. We, we just believe that the message of Jesus Christ is the most important message of all. So we will see you next week where we continue to train our mind in order to transform our life. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.